3: This is a podcast
1: called 25 Whistles Talking football And they all wear a whistle Yeah, it's stupid But what did you expect? It's a podcast called 25 Whistles, 25 Whistles.
4: Welcome! 25 Whistles presented by DraftKings Sportsbook An official sports betting partner of the NFL Download the DraftKings app Use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action Eddie Blowis Thank you. Welcome. Uh, Raymundo from the Sore Losers will be here today. You. Yeah. So you guys be sure to check he out said the Sore. He will be here, but okay. He's he kind of jumped in early. I know. <laughs> it was kind of a tease, like you were going to come on later <laughs> as a segment, but hey, whatever, man. You guys check out the Sword Losers uh, sports show as well. They're on one more time a week than we are. So when you can't hear us, go hear them, or maybe you like them better, but go listen to the Sword Losers. Thanks, Raymundo, who will be here later. Right, everybody? Later. <laughs> Later. Uh, coming up this episode, UNLV head coach Barry Odom, wide receiver from UNLV, Jacob Jesus, with he's the leading returner in the country, punt yeah. and kickoff return yards. Yeah. So all that coming up, but let's get started now with the Tittle Tattle. It's time for the stupidest name ever. It's the Tittle Tattle with kickoff.
5: All right, tonight you got Utah and Oregon State facing off. And then tomorrow, Colorado and USC in the morning. Are you going to finally find out if the Pac-12 was any good?
4: Well, here's the thing. They're playing each other. It's like the SEC when people go, the SEC is great or the SEC sucks. But if the SEC is only playing each other, you only, it's like Ohio State and Notre Dame. When they played, you're like, are they both awesome or are they both mm. mediocre? I don't know. They're just playing each other. What's interesting for me to watch is Cam Rising. Is he going to play? And if he doesn't, Utah continues to win without their starting quarterback. And he was dressed for part of the game last time. He showed up. He dressed. And then changed at halftime. Like, are they just screwing with him? Oh, interesting. Well, so he was ready to go, and then halftime? He's like, fine, I'm just... I don't know play. if it... No, I don't... he was he <laughs> That's had, what it looks like. He had pads on, and he was out in warm-ups. But then he, cha- he, was, he came out in shorts mm. and tennis shoes at halftime. So, But they've been doing this with the second-string quarterback, and they're top ten. Why are you looking at me so confused, Kevin? No, I just I didn't know
5: that. Yeah, I yeah. didn't see that, so I'm just like, it's only really? hey, it's only this something I would weird. notice. It is. And if it didn't
0: happen, are you sure it was Cam in the sweats,
4: dude? I <laughs> he's pretty
0: recognizable. You can, yeah, he is. Hey, <laughs> Mike D,
4: will you Google and make sure I didn't dream this up? I swear he was wearing pads, and then he came out and wasn't wearing pads. Did You anymore. just dream this?
0: I don't know. I couldn't. It was yeah. his twin brother who, like, he Ram. In, hey,
4: dude, come down to the field. Hang Ram out. Ram with rising. Ram <laughs> rising. If you talk and keep winning with a second string quarterback, and their defense is so legit, not good. Um. Excuse me? What? Not good for Cam. Oh. <laughs> not oh. good. Uh, but, but, or is it? So what, what, do you, what do you mean? If he comes back yeah. and they lose with him, is it all his fault? Well, yeah. I mean, if your backup's outdoing you, that's but not a good but thing. But here's the thing. He's only throwing for, they're averaging like 180 yards a game. So it's not that he's out chunking 400 yards and six touchdowns a game. Okay. He's, let's call it Dilfering it. Okay. Whenever the Ravens won their Super Bowl, it's because Trent Dilfer didn't mess the games up and let their defense score points, let their defense stop them. What'd you find out about Cam? Not seeing anything right now. I, I, I promise you it happened. <laughs> uh, that would be crazy if it didn't happen and I made the whole thing up, which could have happened. But I, I don't think we're going to see anything about it being good. But I, I do think the Pac-12 is really good. Yeah. It's hilarious. And they're not even going to exist next year. However, if I were the Mountain West, I would just call myself the Pac-12. That's it. I'd just switch and be the Pac-12. Or however many teams there are. Because that does not exist. Mm. So I would be the pack the brand is cooler than the Mountain West. Yeah. UNLV's in the Mountain West. Yeah. So they'd be right. They'd be in the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, and in the other game, which it. is the USC Colorado game, everybody is just saying Colorado's gonna get run by a hundred, which makes me feel like they're probably gonna not get run by a hundred. That they may actually play okay. USC does not have a good defense. They do have the greatest quarterback in college, but they don't have a good defense. And I feel like even though Colorado's offensive line is not the best. I feel like Shudder Sanders is good enough to actually score some points on that USC defense. I do not think Colorado's going to win, but isn't this probably like 20-something? 21 and a half. 21, yeah.
0: I mean, Colorado looked like high school kids against Oregon. So, I mean, I I don't... USC, they're not little dudes. I mean, that's a a pretty stout team. I know their defense isn't that great. Just from what I saw last week, I'm feeling like, oh, man, I don't know. This could be a repeat.
4: So you... But last time you bet Colorado to cover. Correct, and they let me down. Right. So I'm kind of burned by that. That's what this yeah. is about. I'm yeah. burned by that. I think I'm not betting it, but I think I might bet it. I think Colorado covers, though. It's at Colorado. I think Colorado covers. Does that make a difference? That it's at Colorado? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and they have a lot of people coming to the game. Yeah. Now, are you sure it's at Colorado? Yeah. Positive. A uh. double positive. <laughs> He's got his eye on the screen. Yep, yes. yep, yep. Ray, what has been your take on Colorado this this season?
2: uh last week was really shocking i mean the oregon crushing them was unbelievable it was fun the three and oh now their schedule's tough but yeah this is a really tricky line i'm avoiding it i had it on our parlay me and my wife's and i said screw it the plus 21 it's obvious usc's gonna kill them but are they i mean that just happened last week so you're telling me the same thing's gonna happen again this week and vegas is like yep here's your line just go ahead and bet it same thing's gonna happen I, I think I think no. I would almost, even though it makes no sense whatsoever, do the plus twenty one and a half. If I was to bet,
4: and it. I think I'm going to bet it and take Colorado plus twenty one and. Whoa, it. you're Ooh. crazy touching that thing. And what I do on this show, Ray, is I let every listener know how much money I've bet, every single bet, where I am through the year. It's com- I do complete transparency, yeah. and so I think I'm going to bet that. Not nothing crazy, like fifty bucks or something. Hey, just to keep it going. Ray, those numbers are outrageous. Well, and I know Colorado is very
2: interested because the over under it was two and a half before the season on how many wins they're going to get. And they have three and then they moved it to three and a half. But I mean, they're right there. So the people that bet the whole season are about to cash out, you know, a month into the season. It's there's awesome.
0: an extra level of energy of these teams playing Colorado. It's was like, there's like, if- of course, Deion Sanders is the greatest thing to happen to college football in 30 years. Like, if you have Dan Lanning saying, like, this ain't Hollywood, this ain't Hollywood, it's, baby! It's
4: creating wrestling storylines. Yeah, we love it. It's fun. So, here's where we are. Uh, total this season... Take us out, Ray. 65 combined bets. I've bet $8,474. Overall, I have a winnings between football... College football, NFL, of $445. <laughs> I just heard 65 <laughs> bets in four
2: weeks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, I told him, call the number. <laughs> <laughs> call the number.
4: <laughs> so so you showed us for detail. NFL, <laughs> on the year, I'm plus $1,039 with 35 bets. Ten times your money. And NCAA, I'm down 581, 581 bucks. But I'm up overall 445. So I just don't want our listeners to go, he's telling me much crap, not doing it. That's the only reason. I love it. It ain't dude.
2: to flex. Love it. Yeah, because if you really watch any of these shows back, I do. I watch and listen to a lot of the different sports shows, and I'll write it down. You know, Pat McAfee, he doesn't make predictions, but he has guys on. I'll write out, write down the two picks that Mike Lenardi or Mike, uh, maybe that's his name, Lombardi. Lombardi. He mm-hmm. he'll give them. <laughs> I think he gave Broncos, and they lost seventy to twenty. So I'm just like, <laughs> sometimes sometimes you just have to write down these experts and then go backtrack on them.
4: I did hit last night on Detroit. Minus three and a half. I smoked them. That's impressive. Yeah. 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 They were, I don't know what the game started, but I live bet in the first quarter. I think it was only like two. It went down to three and a half. And so I jumped on it for like 150 and then fell asleep because I've been exhausted and then woke up. I didn't even watch the game. I just felt like like they were going to run and they did, which is great. So Mm. did you guys watch the end of that game? Uh, no, I turn it. That's
0: really, dude. I'm kind of big on, on watching ends of games. Like, all right, you know, let's just see what happens. That was the first time I'm like, nope. Sam Houston state was playing on another channel. I'm like, let me watch that. You flipped. Yeah.
4: Okay. Next
5: question. (laughs) Okay. The two schools are set to face off on the football field on Saturday, Notre Dame and Duke. Which program do you think is hated more? Notre Dame football or Duke basketball? That is a
4: great question. I'm just going to go Duke basketball because they have had a consistent head coach who has been the face of the program. So to know them is to hate them and to know them as consistency. So coach K being there, I think their fans are a little more obnoxious. I think they've had, they've won more consistently as well over the last 25 years, in Notre Dame football. So it's easier to be a, a real dick whenever you win, but I'm going to go Duke basketball is worse than Notre Dame football. And just leave it there. Because Notre Dame football disappoints so much. Duke has a number one recruiting class, number two recruiting class, even if they don't win the national championship. So we got to hear about them winning something all the time.
5: Yeah, true. Notre Dame has kind of become a joke.
4: You know, mm. with Ryan Kelly there, they did make it to the playoff. Yeah. and they, they But there, were, there was a lot of run in between where they just were not good. Yeah. So I'm going to go Duke is hated more. But let me ask you guys, who do you hate more?
0: I'm going to go Duke just because there's nerdy Rich kids.
4: I like, oh, the rich part's big, You know what yes. I'm saying? But Notre Dame's rich, too, but yeah. they, but it's not presented as that. That's a great point on the nerdy. Shut up. Like, the rich <laughs> part, though, I I agree. When they show the crowd,
0: they just look like, what are you doing? Get back to, you were just studying five minutes ago. Go back now, to I studying. No, I don't mind that part. I don't. <laughs> you go to Notre Dame, they've been drinking all day. Like I, That's my kind of people. Okay, what do you think, Kevin?
5: Honestly, I don't hate either of them. And and of I've ne- course, you're a I've never fan hated either. A moment. Red Sox fan because <laughs> they
4: get so much hate, and I'm just like, I kind of go against the grain. No, you don't. Yeah. You're on a team that's hated, so you know what it's like to win all the time exactly. and be hated for it. Yeah, so I love that's it. That's not, not going form. against the grain. Interesting. That's you're
5: one of them because it makes everybody else mad when they win. So I'm all for it. Yeah. I love it. It must be nice to have winners in your
4: just your life. He's yeah. a Red Sox fan and a Patriots fan, but he's from California. It's all confusing. But he's had a couple years though. Raymundo, who do you hate more? I hate
2: Duke. It was they were always good when we were growing up, and Notre Dame, the Christian school, good Christian kids,
4: Catholic, yeah, yeah. And also, <laughs> and here's another reason it's easier to hate Duke. You know their faces, so imagine the player, and you can go through 15 of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know them because they play basketball and they don't wear a helmet, so you can associate like a JJ Reddick, who I love now, but didn't lo- didn't like him at Duke. Loved them, you did it, Duke. Oh yeah, loved them. But and I love him now. But then I was like, I don't like this dude, or Christian Leitner or but we know, we know what they look like.
5: Have you ever, like, not liked or hated a, a Notre Dame player?
4: No. Right? I, I, no, I just felt bad for Tao. You, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah,
0: yeah. 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 yeah you got I don't know any of the Nord, Notre Dame players. Rudy.
5: So. <laughs> 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 he's older. Dude. He's from the 70s. Hey, who knows? <laughs> All right, next up. All right, NFL here. Current three-point underdogs on the road in Buffalo. Do you think Miami's still getting disrespected?
4: No, Buffalo's really good. I was watching. I got on a TikTok Uh, rabbit hole of watching Mike McDaniels and how he was running all of his motion from inside out instead of outside in and how it was affecting the linebackers and coverage and how they scored so many points. Uh, Let's say there are three wide receivers that he lined up on the left. Yeah, I'm trying to picture it. that farthest left receiver who's off the line. Mm -hmm. They would then send him out toward the sideline and make one of the defensive backs or linebackers move showing not only man coverage, his own coverage, but then they would start doing the guy in the middle. And if a linebacker had him, and the linebacker would run. Well, the outside guy, the motion would be so quick, the outside guy would go with them as well, and it would leave Tyreek open in the middle. It was interesting. It's like a, I was watching a master class. So I don't think it's the Dolphins aren't getting respect. I think the Buffalo's really good. Josh Allen's been playing great again. I also, I, I just still, I feel like to it, he's just going to take a hit. I still feel like he's just sensitive. He's going to get hit, get a concussion again.
0: You can't get respect in like two weeks. You know, like you have to, and the Bills have gained, earned our respect.
4: But like, the Bills, they beat the Raiders in Washington. Well, no,
0: this year's a little different. But the last oh, like, yeah. four Agreed. years, they've gained our respect. The Dolphins, like, all right, you've had a good start to the season. We're in week four.
4: Who like, wins that game?
0: Miami. They're, they're in Buffalo.
4: Having said that, Miami. <laughs> I think no, Miami. No, but you made a good it. point without that. It's like Miami, it, there's no disrespect, but it's not like we're going to respect you for always being good if you haven't always been good. Correct. True. Uh, you say Miami. Miami. I'm going to go with this. Miami, too. They started hot last year, too. It's all about Tua. I'm going to go. I think Buffalo wins this because Miami just scored 70. I don't think they've caught their breath they yet. They don't got any more? I don't think they caught their breath yet. <laughs> They're done. <laughs> Raymundo,
2: you? Yeah, the NFL is a really big flip-flop waffle game. I just feel like Miami played so good, I would easily go Buffalo this week. Really? Not betting it, but that's what I would do. They didn't have Waddle last week. Right. Yeah, he's back. So, I mean, they you would think in theory, oh, they should actually score more than
4: 70. But well, that's not the case. There's that's only not... one ball to go around. If they could do like three <laughs> balls at the same time. But it, like A-Chain, awesome. But now they're talking about in the Jonathan Taylor trade sweepstakes. Miami's like one of the top two teams oh in. How many crazy. running backs? You can only play a couple. There's only one ball. So you got Mostert and A-Chain and Jonathan Taylor. And people are
0: saying that the running back position is like obsolete.
4: Well, it only is if you're not using it in a way where you're also a receiver. Okay. Are you playing A-Chain this week? Yes. I picked him up. I'm I've deciding. had him. I draft him. Eddie, smart enough, wanted him before the season started. Yeah. He was like, I wanted A-Chain. You mm-hmm. picked him up. And I was like, I'm going to hold him. It wasn't a big... I watched him at Texas A&M mm-hmm. and knew he was lightning. He was a stud. So I didn't know if he'd even get to play because he's small. But I didn't trade Eddie for him, and I'm happy I did it. Yeah, you offered really? me that trade, and i, I did. Like, Eddie didn't take him. I didn't take it. I did offer. For Pierce, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Houston's Pierce. I thought I was smart. I did offer him a trade. Eddie's just scared of every trade because he thinks everybody's trying to get him.
2: No, week one. Week one trade, I'm a little weary of, yeah. yeah. If you guys are playing A-chain, then you definitely don't have that great of fantasy teams. I got him just chilling on my bench. I don't think that's true. Oh. But
4: I mean, what do we know? Miami does. They do split. They do split carries. I mean, and he's, he's a backup. That's what I'm scared of, Ray. Right? I don't know
5: if I'm going to start him yet. But not. he's
4: not there. But but he's, he's not there running back anyway. He's playing running back, but it's not like they're putting him in to actually run the ball 25 times. Mm-hmm. They're putting him in at the running back position to run at eight and to catch probably six or seven passes. See, the catching is huge in fantasy. So mm-hmm. if a guy's catching and it's well, PPR league, then maybe
2: you do. Then there you go. Then you probably should start him.
4: But also, if you probably should do anything in fantasy, well, you're wrong. <laughs> That's all right. So, <laughs> you never know. Oh, so my who, wife wins.
2: Who's the worst team? Okay, perfect. I'm going to do a defense against them. Oh, great. They played great
4: that week. Great. Oh, you guys still play defense in your league? We got, yeah, rid, we, of uh, we we got rid of defense. We got rid of kickers. Is that good? You got rid of yes. kickers. <laughs> defense and kickers. We cut. Interesting. Oh, no, no.
2: Our, our league is so stupid. The defense that gave up 70 points, the Broncos still got 10 points because their kicker got a kick return touchdown. It's worth 14 points. Interesting. And I played them. Well, thank God we did beat them. But. I played... Huh. They still Mostert. got positive points, and they gave up the 70. second most points yeah. in the history of the NFL. Yeah, that makes sense. That's that, insane. That's a terrible commissioner of a terrible league. Then, speaking I'm in. of, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> speaking of, what? Uh,
0: w- why did Miami not go for the extra three points?
4: Humiliation factor that it, it, that would have been a humiliating thing to kick a field goal and to set the record set the just record. to simply set the record that
0: you'll probably never ever get yeah, close to again. I don't
4: think that was what McDaniels wanted to do. Dang, and they Howard. said it's the trophy he doesn't want.
2: He's yeah. going in end game. You can get both. Sure. You either. What's wrong with both? One was right there at your fingertips. <laughs> I don't
4: understand this. I think just the unwritten rule of if you don't have to punish someone, don't punish them. But you have to understand their backup quarterback came in and threw two balls, just threw two balls and threw two touchdown passes. Because the defense had already been like, ah, screw it. So it yeah. wasn't like they were gas. Gas, pe- gas, pedo, right. gas, pedo. Yeah. But, yeah, but
0: in 30 years, they're like, oh, I wow, know. they hold the record. Cool. Who is the coach? McDaniels. That's awesome. Like, that forever you will go down is that coach that scored 73 points. Hey, who is the, the coach
4: that scored 70 last time?
2: <laughs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> was, the uh, <laughs> well talked about record there. <laughs> go ahead, Kevin.
5: Next budget. Last one here with a dominating win last night in Green Bay. Have the Lions officially taken over the NFC North?
4: The Vikings are zero and three. Kirk Cousins has more pass yards than anybody else in the NFL. Justin Jefferson has more receiving yards than anybody in the NFL, and the Vikings are still zero and three. Kirk Cousins not losing games. What's well, crazy? He's but playing the, great, actually. But the, but the Vikings are not winning games. Last year, all those games they lost were one one score games they won v- victories. Yeah, yeah, and now it's kind of catching up with them a little bit. Uh, the Packers are two and two after losing last, night. I still think the Packers have a shot. Obviously, Jordan Love is pretty good. Um, the mm. Bears, I mean, I think the. I, I know everybody hates the Bears and thinks they're going to be the worst team. I, I think the Bears win this weekend. I think the Bears, they're in disarray. They had a coach get the FBI come to their house and <laughs> yes. go through. And, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, look it up. <laughs> Not good. Not good.
0: <laughs> I'm going to zone out for a little bit. Let me research this. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I think the line, what's crazy is the Lions will be playing as a different type of team. They've always been the underdog. To hear the Lions are the favorites, which they were going in as well mm-hmm. in that division. But, yes, I do think they will win. But have they officially taken over? I'm going to say no. I think the Packers still have a shot, even though they lost last night. I think all four of those teams are still in. I know everybody hates the Bears, and I'm probably dumb as a rock for saying that. I don't hate the Bears. I just don't think about them. Ever. All right. Um, Thank you, Kevin. That's Tittle Tattle. The
6: stupidest name ever is the Tittle Tattle.
4: 25 Whistles presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code Sports to get in on the action. Here is the parlay of the week. This is it. the What? Let me get my count up. You're going to write down the note like Ray does? I'm going to bet it. Yeah. I feel pretty good about this one. Make sure you get those lines. Yeah. I feel pretty good. Um, Utah's getting another point since the last time we talked, which is yeah, good. The I like line that line keeps moving. I like it. So Utah plus four and a half. Got it. South Carolina plus 12. Oh, got the glove on. And Alabama minus 14 and a half. So you'll be able to find that up on DraftKings. More smiles and frowns. That's the parlay of the week. I feel pretty good about it. And we'll do our guarantees in just a minute. What's that pay, Eddie?
0: Gosh, man, I can't find the Alabama game.
4: Okay, well, let me know when you do. Okay. If you want to take the twenty five whistles parlay, you can check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code Bobby Sports when you download the app. Twenty one and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler in New York. Call 877 eight seven seven eight hope Y or text Hopin Y four six seven three six nine. See show notes for full details. All now, right, three game parlay plus five eighty nine. What are you betting on it? So I ten dollars, and it pays ten dollars
0: will pay you sixty eight dollars and ninety eight uh, smiles. Yeah, there you go. Woo. That was close.
7: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip.
4: Now we'll get the head coach of UNLV, Barry Odom. Coach Odom was head coach at Missouri, then defensive coordinator at Arkansas, and now he is the head coach at UNLV. I'm going to say we we went... that it, it was awesome. It was great. He's awesome. Their facilities are amazing. It's super cool. Yeah. Coach Odom's... You follow him on Twitter, at Coach underscore Odom, and here he is, coach of UNLV, Coach Barry Odom. <laughs> coach, first of all, when we pulled up, I hope this is a compliment, but your facilities here... Not that I... I knew what to expect, but they are amazing. It's very nice. Yeah. They had a vision on what they
6: want UNLV football and athletic department to be, and, and they set out and got it done. And this is one of the nicest facilities in in college football. And it's a football uh, building that is has everything under one roof, so it's so convenient for our student athletes uh, right on campus, and, and it's a wonderful place to come to work every day.
4: When you recruit a kid and you're also working with their parents, obviously, you got a couple people to convince. I feel like Vegas would be either awesome or difficult because it is Las Vegas or maybe a combination of the two. Do you kind of have to look at each individual kid and kind of understand their values and how you need to approach Vegas with them?
6: Absolutely. And recruiting is relationship building, but also there is a space for everybody here. As much as you want to be in the entertainment the food scene, the concerts, the sports mecca of the world, that is all here. And you can get away and be in a mountain in 30 minutes going on a hike. Um, I've embraced the opportunity to sell Vegas because there's one in the world and we're going to use it. And I think you look at how does that fit for a student athlete. They look at the opportunity of what this place can turn into for them.
4: When you say student and student athlete because there are so many resources here and the uh, culinary for example food i i mean if you wanted to because not all kids get to go and play professional football obviously there's probably a lot of avenues if you go to school here and the relationships that you can make in the different parts of las vegas that you could turn that into a career as well and i think the moms and dads would probably like to hear that too right well the service industry here our hospitality school is the number one
6: in the world but then you look at all things that are here from um everything on the strip the gaming commission there there's an avenue to create your future uh whatever your interest is and i think that's interesting for us to be able to sell not only as a university, but our city together, how we collaborate and, and make it
4: work for, for every individual kid we have. Do you also have to have a, like all-hands-on-deck meeting with freshmen going, okay, you're Vegas. There's a lot, there's a lot out there. Like, you got to chill a little bit, too, because it can be overwhelming. The
6: education piece is really, really important because it, you can find trouble if you're in Las Vegas or Fayetteville, Arkansas or Memphis, Tennessee. If you want to find those things – In any college town, you can find it. But but we talk a lot about what do you want to be? What do you want your career to be? We're going to graduate from college. But then if you're really invested in being a great college football player, then here's the path you need to go. And there's times that I want guys to enjoy all the things that are here uh, within reason, but also, you know, big picture, let's look at how important it is step-by-step to stay on track.
4: When you were – the uh, head assistant or whatever the term was at Arkansas and defensive coordinator. It wasn't like you were out of head coaching for very long, but a few years. How many years were you? Three years. Yeah. So it's not like you were in prison for 20 and you're out and you're like, look at the billboards, (laughs) they're electric. (laughs) So, but was there a change with being a head coach from three
6: years ago to today? Absolutely. It, It changed. It's changed the landscape in my opinion. It's changed dramatically when I was, The head coach at Missouri, my last year as the head coach, was 2019. And then the three years in Fayetteville, uh, we didn't have NIL. Well, some people had it. This wasn't legal at that time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that transformed. The portal was not, you know, there was you couldn't transfer unless you were a grad transfer. So I think the education piece for me as a head coach to see how we navigated through some of those things at Arkansas uh, planned and helped me. Because I knew I'd be back in the chair again at some point. And it gave me the opportunity to see it from a different lens for sure.
4: Is there a, a like an investment in the relationship with the player that you do not get to commit? Let's say they go and they hit a different school. So let's say they go to USC or they go to UCLA, but you've spent a bunch of time with them recruiting them. And it's still valuable because if they do change their mind, because now the portal allows them to, if they say it's what they want to do, they can leave. Is there always like, I'm just going to possibly fight for second place too? I think the general – you're absolutely right. The, the
6: general principle in my belief is if you really think the kid is a is a, a fit for your program, always recruit him and never you, – you're going to come in second or third at times. But another year from then, he may come calling back um, that he wants a change of scenery and he liked the relationship we had and there was a common ground – for whatever that he was looking for that he had enough interest he would want to maybe come back here. We were driving in and
4: we just grabbed a car and we we're talking to the driver. I like to kind of just talk to folks in each area to see what they're passionate about, how they feel, their temperature on even the sports programs. And the guy was born and raised in Vegas, which is kind of a unicorn because most people come come in and I said, So you UNLV football fan he goes, massive UNLV fan. And I said, So how do you feel about the program? He goes, I think the coach we got now is yeah, I think we're you know I don't know him very well, but I think we're going in a good direction. He goes, but we we just haven't won. We've been to a bowl game in forever. He's just talking about five wins. Five. So, can you win
6: here? Absolutely. And I think Bobby, I think we're going to win at a high level. Um, I don't think it's a five year plan. I think it's a right now plan. Um, the mission is to compete and win championships, and there's no reason we can't do it here. You guys
4: play Michigan, and you lost the game. And I don't know Eddie and I were talking about it. You lost thirty-five to seven. That oh, doesn't seem that bad. It's not bad, coach. I know it sucks to you, probably because you're the coach. You lost thirty-five to seven, but we were looking at we, just stats and mm-hmm. b- b- offensive philosophy, and uh, we really weren't doing that. And we're not we like, cool. Well, yeah, no, we we're lying. We we're just actually <laughs> looking at pictures. Sounded <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah. When you play a team like Michigan and you lose thirty-five to seven at the end of it, like, oh thank God, we, it wasn't like a hundred to nothing. I thought we were going to go compete, which
6: we did. Um, you know, we went to win the game. They are built like a playoff team. Uh, we're not yet. I mean, I think they're 28 and three in the last two years. Um, they're a really good national championship contending team that, and I told the guys after the game, that's the standard. That's what we're working to get towards and to um, let's learn from our mistakes. Let's correct them. Let's try to improve from week to week. Um, there's going to be times through this process that you run into a Michigan um I think
4: it's always good to see where you stack up. Did I felt like, and I watched a lot of the game. as if I went back and watched it on, the, on ESPN 72, whatever the app is. Again, I didn't feel like you guys looked completely overmatched. I just felt like eventually they were just bigger and faster. But when you finish a game like that, and I don't know is moral victories are not a thing. Did you... F- did you have confidence in your guys more so after that game?
6: I thought we made improvement from week one to week two. Uh, week one, we played Bryant University, one big. Week two, kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. And and I thought we made improvements. Um, you always want to win, like we're talking about. But we made a big jump in the how we performed from week one to two, two to three.
4: And now the challenge is to do that every single week. You got a Vanderbilt program that came to town, a, a very much improved Vanderbilt program. And you you guys beat them you you were not the favorite going into the game you end up beating them so were you able to take stuff from that Michigan game and then what did you, what have you been doing have you been getting better through the first three or four games this season to you know as you're trying to get to you know hit that high yeah. three quarters of the way in? I, I think our practice
6: habits have aligned with giving us a chance to play winning football um I did and I started I told the team early in the in the Vanderbilt week I watched as much film as I could watch and I told them on Monday of that week, I said, we're the better football team. Did you believe it? Or did you say, I absolutely believed it. And I've got a lot of respect for Coach Lee and what they're doing. And I think they're going to win games this year in that conference. But I I felt like we had matchups that we were better in. And I thought that if we would go execute and had a really good week of practice and those habits aligned the way they should, that we'd have a chance to win the game. And our kids played extremely well. Um, We've got a little edge to us, which is good. Uh, we have a long ways to go. We understand that. I think our margin of error is is zero. Like we can't go turn the ball over three times and not get any back and think we're going to win the game, but it's not that good yet. Um, so we understand special teams. We've got to be we've got to be really really good in special teams. The hidden yardage battle. We've got to win those. We can't turn the ball over on offense, and then we got to be opportunistic and get it back on
4: defense. And if we do those things, we'll have a chance in every game how do you split your time in the rooms you're a defensive guy at heart but you there's you got a lot of you got linebacker rooms, but you also got wide receiver rooms and full yeah, offense i think you know i've hired really really good people and
6: I, i'm not uh too proud to say that that i made mistakes and you learn from your mistakes when i was the head coach before i tried to do everything and you know i'm i'm not good enough to do that so now, I just call touchdown plays on offense. Of Every course, day, obviously. Those are all yours. <laughs> yeah, like that. And then the defensive side, I, thats you mentioned it. It's kind of where I grew up. So, I spend more time with those guys. I feel like I'm v- more valuable in that room. Offensively, I want to at least know, you know schematically what we're doing, where I can hold a conversation on game day and maybe provide some insight on some things I see just from a defensive lens. But again, I think we've hired really, really good people it's my job to build them up and empower them to do their job and and try to help them any way I can.
0: Coach, I've always had this theory of teams that come to Vegas to play uh, have kind of a disadvantage because their players kind of go wild. They're in Vegas. Maybe they go out. Some of them do
6: some stuff, stay out late. Uh, is there an advantage? You know, we play in Allegiant stadium, which is obviously one of the finest football facilities in the world. And, right now i'm selling it to our team we're two and oh on that building so we're creating a little bit of that feel uh that yes it can be it can be a, a huge advantage for us whether it's the lights the attraction the palm trees the desert whatever it is um i think it could be huge for us and there there's space in vegas for a great college football team
4: yeah he means like the guy's going down to the Tropicana Coast. For sure. Like the other Golden Nuggets. Like, you know, it's like when James Harden would, would, would you know, go out at the sure. after game and go to a little club, you know, because it's a good city to add them. We heard about Yeah, that. so we allegedly, but I would, if I were a team coming to Vegas or like going to Hawaii, a whole yeah. different environment, no. I definitely want to experience that uh, you, maybe pass out some vouchers <laughs> like
6: you want to taste it you don't want to drink it right i'm thinking if i'm a coach bringing a team in here i'm on edge because i'm thinking about the what ifs and then you get into that you know it, it's different but uh we need to use that as an advantage for sure you ran a 10 600 is that true downhill with oh heavy. don't do that don't do it the was wind. a great wind no oh, we don't do uh, come on we, don't be don't, i mean I, I could run i mean I, I was blessed with speed and um yeah was in a, in a great high school that's, athletic par- that's that's really nice it's pretty fast in, yeah. in high school in college what position did you play i played running back in high school and linebacker and then i went to the university of missouri they recruited me as a running back that lasted about three days and this is awesome our head coach larry smith what a wonderful man he called my dorm room his secretary did and said hey you need to come see coach smith and i was like i haven't skipped class i don't i don't know (laughs) i thought you're in trouble yeah immediately (laughs) so i walk into his office he's got glasses on down and he looks through his glasses he's like are you odom yes sir and uh he goes hey you're moving to linebacker this afternoon and i was i thought i was you know a great running back and i was like do i have a vote he said no and i said yes sir and i just stood there i was kind of like wait a minute what what just happened he goes what that's He said, do you have something to say? And I said, no, sir. He goes, okay, there's the door. So anyway, then I moved to linebacker,
4: started four years. uh, So it was a great move. He obviously knew what he was doing. So How quickly did you get to play from the day he said, we're moving you to linebacker, until you actually got in a game?
6: I, I played in the first game of the year. And then about game six, five or
4: six, I got my first start and started every other game in my career. Did it feel natural, and are you happy now that you were able to make that transition, or oh, yeah. you were I forced think, to make the transition? No,
6: I think, it, obviously, they knew what they were doing. I was, you know, a much better defensive player than than a running back, and I think probably in the world of coaching, that helped me a great deal. Just a little bit of both sides of the ball, but then the understanding of getting your best guys in the right spots, how important that is. Um, have you had to move kids? We have, but I... I've taken a little bit more of approach of um, asking them, you know, and giving them the picture on the reasons why, or maybe because if, if you're not into something, you'll never reach your potential. Um, So I think, you know, it's wise if you have conversation you look at it and explain to them the reasons why you want to do something like that.
4: Your son was a really good high school player. He's here with you now. What's that dynamic for him? What's that dynamic for you? It's probably really
6: difficult on more than I think, maybe on them. Um, our oldest son is a freshman linebacker here at UNLV, and that was your running back first. And you said, no, "Hit the door, yeah, right? There's the door. You're the linebacker." No, um, but it's been—I've never had a chance to coach my own kids, and I wondered how it would be. And I've told him, I said, "You're going to hear a lot of stuff in the locker room, like they're talking about the head coach, and that happens to be your dad." He's like, I've heard it all my life. I'm good, Dad. So he's handled it in a wonderful, unbelievable way. And I've got a son that's a junior in high school that's a quarterback. And in the city, everybody knows. I mean, he's a good player. So luckily, he looks and acts and has the athletic ability of his mother. So he's got a chance. Um, They both have grown up in it. They hear in the stands you know, every week about, how bad your dad either sucks or how great of a coach
4: he is. It kind of depends on the on the results. When you have young children, is that something you have to talk with them about? Because again, you, you're a famous, you're a larger than life figure to a lot of people. You're someone, depending on, I mean, at Missouri, even at Arkansas, now here, people have a lot of opinions because they love the university or the program so much. I wouldn't
6: want it any other way because if there weren't people with opinions, you would you would not have fans. There wouldn't be the passion that makes up what college football is. I think the family dynamic for us, um, you know, their earliest really memory were in the SEC, and that was a good training ground for them, which I think um, will help them for the rest of their life. So what's 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 the ceiling at UNLV? You know, I'm really excited about Um, the opportunity to build this into a national brand. I don't see any reason in the world now after being here for nine months why we can't turn it into an elite program. They're expanding the playoffs to 12 next year. Um, I believe that's where your
4: mind is. I like that. So it's not you're just trying to win the conference because the twelve, because you do know, if you go undefeated, yeah. you can get in as a non bond. Right. There's, there's going to be the
6: the winner of the Mountain West Conference. Yeah. You're going to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, selfishly, I want to leave a legacy here. It it can be done. We get to write our story, and there's resources here to do it. Um, that's the vision.
4: I feel like the twelve team because four was cool. I was happy to see it, but I like 12, and eventually it'll be 16 probably. Yeah. But I feel like that gives fan bases and some of the G5 schools like real hope that they also can be in the mix because they, they deserve to be in the
6: mix. It's amazing. My last year, I was the defense coordinator at Memphis, and my last year we won the conference and we were really good. And if we would have been in 12 playoff teams that year, we would have been in, I believe. And I don't know at the end of the year, I don't know if there's anybody in the country that wanted to play us. Um, was D'Angelo Waves on that team? He was a little bit before then. Was he? Yeah. But it that is exciting and you can recruit to that and you build your program with a chip on your shoulder on that's what we're gonna go do. Um because now it's possible. Yeah. Was Norvell? It was, that, he replaced us. Johnny. So we left. So I knew
4: everything yeah. except for when you were there. So <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, it's pretty close. I'm pretty you're all around so every yeah. part of it except yeah. for
6: your part. Yeah, you were yeah. getting close. If I could have <laughs> let you keep on talking, you would have hit it eventually. <laughs> like shots on goal. <laughs>
0: You may not know this, coach, but I'm also a coach. I coach my son's nine-year-old basketball team. And every time we score, it's like a, yeah, like, yeah, we celebrate. We did it. But what's up with coaches that can't celebrate a touchdown? You got a straight face. I
6: don't know. What is that? Have you seen me the last three weeks? <laughs> You're like I me almost, coaching basketball? No, I almost Yeah, slightly pull the hamstring celebrating. <laughs> I mean, I want our guys to play the game with emotion and energy and – I mean, if you sit there and can hide it, then that's great. Everybody's got to be their own person. Yeah. But I'm into the game. I mean, I I think I look at a little bit, too, through experiences. um, I can take some of those moments and really appreciate them. You know, we had discussion this year as a group of coaches because now they're doing interviews at the end of the first quarter and into the third quarter. And some guys are like, oh, I'm too focused. I can't do that. That's great. You can't, but come on, seriously, every TV timeout's now like two minutes and 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. If you can't take 20 seconds to do an interview, I mean, you can give coaching points during those TV timeouts, and then you're sitting around, okay, what do you do for the next minute and 30 seconds? You're just trying to keep them focused. Um, I think it's perspective. I, I love the emotion of the game. It's the way it should be done yeah. in, in in my small world. Final three questions.
4: What if you have to go to the bathroom? Do you ever just, good question. Can you just leave during hmm. aim? game? Or have yeah. you just done it on yourself? Well, yeah. Don't look too closely. Yeah. Um, That's
6: why I didn't wear khakis. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could go in the medical
4: tent on the sideline. Do they turn it up though? Just wait, to, wait, wait. Yeah. Is there a toilet in there? Yeah. Or are you just, uh, you could make it work. In the grass. Yeah. yeah. All right. They pull the tent down. There's a big pile of poop. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what just happened? Why did it? No, so, okay. I mean, I guess, I, I guess you this, it hasn't. So you've never had to go
6: to the bathroom in a game. No. And been like, I got to no, go run it at halftime. Like, man, I need to.
4: Sure. I that need to that, go, that makes but not sense. Not in the. No, it hasn't hit me in the moment. I know he's going to blame me if this doesn't work. And he has to go like <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> mean, like, you if you see me spread <laughs> off. If I see you go with that tank, coach, it's going to know now. All right. Final two questions. Yeah. Coach. Uh, so
0: if, if a player screws up, would do you like during the game? Would you rather you
6: handle it and talk to him or would you rather the, the the OC or the defense coordinator deal with all that? You know, really, I look at um, there's going to be mistakes in a game. The only time that I really get frustrated is it is it something that's a lack of effort or something that just mentally not focused where they need to be. And I'm, I'm not a yelling, demeaning coach. That's not my style. It, they don't want to make a mistake, so find out. Okay, why did it happen? And then let's get it fixed. Don't let's not have it happen again. If it's effort based, they won't be in the game anyway. Uh, so we we don't really have those issues. But I mean, I've made plenty of mistakes in the game as a coach and a player. So correct it. Um, that situation is going to come up again. If you build them up, they'll have a
4: chance to go make the play next time. Last question. I don't want this to sound creepy. Oh, I like to lead it like that. Oh, cause it usually does. It's like when someone <laughs> goes, "No offense." <laughs> But You're often offended. The truth always <laughs> yeah. comes after the word but. but. No, well, I don't want to sound creepy, but like, are you like ripped in shape now? Like, what's the deal? You look good. He wants yeah, to thanks. take your shirt off. Like, do you? Are, have you been? Do you want to see a flex? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding, coach. You, when I, but as soon as I walk, that's in, very nice. I've seen you like,
6: yeah, a year. Yeah. So, like, what, what's the deal? The city's been great too. You dehydrated so much. Are you working yeah, now? Like, it's, what's it's uh, that's very kind of you. I've, I've still got a long ways to go. I I want to coach. I don't really have any other hobby. I love my family more than anything in the world. But like hobbies, um, I want to coach for a long time. And I think the way that you can do that is, number one, you better be able to win games. But the health side of it, the really, if you don't take care of yourself, you have no chance. Mentally, you have no chance. And the season is so long um, that you've got to plan on what does that look like, what works for you. And I've shed a few. I've got a few more to
4: go. How about me noticing that? Yeah. Uh, you look good. Were you creeped out at all, coach, by that question? I kind of liked it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. good. You know what I kinda like saying too <laughs> and I held eye contact the whole time. So you know I'm sincere. That's right. Uh we're rooting for you, coach. Really. Thanks, fellas. We we really are rooting for you, uh for you and the program. Yeah. And you know, the first thing even off the mic, we were just talking, I don't think you'll care if I say this. You're like, there's every opportunity for us to win here. That's what you said. Yeah. The resources are here, uh, the ability to you know get good coaches here and so i know you're gonna do it and i'm super excited to see what you guys do this season and maybe that driver next year when we get him again he'll be like we made our first freaking bowl game yeah well, that'd, that'd be awesome Coaches, thank you for your time thanks, thanks guys Chris. great to see you
7: there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables
4: Next up is the nation's leader in combined kick return yards, Jacob Jesus. You know, this guy, not a big guy. No. But quick as a mother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, quick as a mother. As a mother. Yeah.
4: <laughs> he transferred to UNLV from Modesto Junior College. Instant impact. Not only returning, but he's catching balls every week. UNLV's three and one. I hope they win this weekend. Big fan. Big UNLV guy oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ooh. me too. Yeah, yeah. Rebels. Go Rebels. You Ooh. can follow him on Twitter at Jacob dejesus 21 to keep up with the season. Here he is, Jacob DeJesus. What's the board
8: and stage back there? The board right there? Yeah, one of the football top performers. So, yeah, like how do I get up there? What do I got to, like, have a bench press? Yeah, bench press, um, squat, and clean. Power clean. Oof. clean. The top dogs are up there. They put their names and stuff on there.
4: So, I, I'm just going to move be honest if i'm because that we I, you could tell i work. You, you look at me like dude's ribbed i get it thank for you, sure for thank sure, you for yeah. saying that um, <laughs> you didn't say that though no no but i wanted to <laughs> so i probably bench now when you bench now do you do a one press max or is it like a three what what is it what's the rule
8: um well yeah sometimes we have a three rep max or five rep max never one uh yeah sometimes we also do go for a one rep max too yeah i can one rep max about 230. Oh, okay. Yeah, which which good. you don't have to laugh. Yeah, I'm no, all the older,
4: a little thin. I get it. <laughs> but if I'm one rep, I say 230 and I could probably squat like 310 mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. And, so, and then I could probably clean no I'm ter- terrible cleans. Like my, my arms are uh-huh. like bad wrists. I say that. I'm yeah, so bad wrists. Like yeah, yeah. Like 185. <laughs> okay. All that combined. So, would even combined if we put all those into a number is there any way I can make that board on any of the lifts mm. uh, like even bench press
8: I think you said top dogs yeah I think you probably might be second to last or dead last uh, yeah yeah I like that all of those categories uh, Yeah, great. Okay.
4: <laughs> so I wouldn't even make so there's nobody on the team weaker than me uh,
8: in any category the kicker all some of the kickers are some kickers. of the kickers are actually really uh, you know, explosive. They they're pretty strong. Yeah. Our, um, well, I just saw the board and thought maybe I'd have a shot there. <laughs>
4: It'd be pretty cool if I was up there. Huh? Um, you are having a heck of a year? I mean, thank you. You're, you're, thank you. Just it uh, just started, but yes, thank you. Three games in as we're speaking now. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a significant. That's a, when that ball. i punts first. When the ball is in the air mm-hmm. and you're watching the ball come down are you ever looking at also to see where the players are coming at
8: you no or is it only the ball you got to keep your eyes on the ball just like baseball because if you take your focus off the ball you know uh, you know you're gonna get distraction you could you could lose track of it and drop it you know uh, and that's all bad dropping the ball you don't want to do that um, so yeah you kind of just see them out of your peripheral or you kind of like have a sense of feeling of how long the ball is in the air and you could kind of just sense the players you know coming so you know if you feel that they're right on you you're going to want a fair catch but if you feel like you have time to uh, escape and get out of there and you want to catch it and get some yards yeah, I imagine it's such a fine line between
4: escape and get out of there a fair catch though and mm-hmm. your mind are you ever just undecided like oh god oh, 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 what do I do
8: yeah definitely I feel like last game uh I was definitely, you know, uh, I was in that situation. Um, I felt like I could have took it, but at the very last second, I, you know, called for a fair catch because I felt like one of their players was super close, like right here nearby me. So I uh, fair caught it, and then my coach I came to the sideline. My coach was like, good decision. He was like, man, you should have took that out there. <laughs> I like, all right, next time I got you. <laughs> so, What's the rule if you are backup? So if
4: you're, the, when you're standing at the five or two, like walk yeah. me through that.
8: Uh, our rule is we're going to stand at the eight and uh not back up um so what we try to do is if the ball is kicked over your head at eight yards you're going to want to still look up and act like you're going to catch the ball so the defense you know is a little distracted by you because you don't want them to touch the ball grab the ball when it's at the two yard line that's tough for the offense to get out of the uh you know that's a tough off uh spot for the offense to get out of so um you know if it's over or you if it's Above the 8-yard line, like the 10, the 12, you're going to want to fair catch it, catch it right there. That's a better spot than on the 5 or the 2-yard line or on the 1. So, yeah, if if you're on the uh, red zone punt and um, you just don't want to back up, stay on the 8 and just don't back up. How risky is it if the ball hits the ground And now
4: you got to make a decision because the footballs are oddly Mm -hmm. shaped. Yeah. Kind of can't predict the balance. Yeah. What goes through your mind? Can you judge where it's going to go or are you just praying to God it lands in your
8: hands? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like oh, sometimes it's praying to God, you know, but we try to stay square with the ball. Uh, But just like you said, it's a football is oddly shaped. It's unpredictable. It can go. There's no real way of really telling where it's going to go, like off the balance because of how it's shaped. Uh, but, yeah, you just want to stay square with the ball, about a good five-yard distance. Man, hopefully you get a good bounce. You are talking about acting, you know, like the ball. Mm-hmm. You're going to catch the ball. Yeah. Can you overact a little bit? Like, can you
0: be like, oh, what?
8: yeah? like you got to practice on acting. How yeah. you are going to do that, right? Definitely. Uh, our coach tries to tell us to keep your eyes up. Like don't um, take your eyes like off because once the defense sees that you're not looking anymore They're going to start looking up to see where the ball actually is But if you keep your eyes up, they're going to think, okay, he's really about to catch it But yeah, I've played with it a little bit, especially in junior college Um, I would run, start pointing at the ball and the defense It it attracts the uh, defenders a lot of times and the ball goes rolling in the end zone So yeah, you could definitely overact it, overemphasize it And uh, it usually works out pretty well there's a play
4: that Benning against my team that I've seen, and it's all on the internet. It's embarrassing. But uh, the, I believe the guy maybe from Texas State, he's taking a punt. Uh-huh. He does not fair catch it, but he catches it and just stands. Uh-huh. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen this. And then everybody thinks he fair caught it, and then uh-huh. he takes it off and scores a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's the bravest thing I've ever that seen in my life.
8: Re- really, really brave because you got to have some – Balls. To yeah. The, I, mean, I mean, could you – have they asked you to do anything like that? Could you do no, that? No, they have, they have never asked me Would like you that. do it? I think – honestly, I think I might take my chance and do that, but I think I would come back to the sideline and get yelled at if I ever tried it again. But um, I think that's a very risky move. Woo! Very risky because, you know, it's it's high risk, high reward. Because if you sit there and act like, you know I'm saying, you did fair catch and they run over to the sideline, you got the free, <laughs> yeah, yeah. free train to run. But uh, – yeah, man, that's a risky move. I don't know. Like, that would, you'd have to pay me some money to do that, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you ever get the
4: you ever get the timing wrong and you don't call a fair catch and you catch it, and as soon as you catch it, you just
8: flat lay down. That has happened to me before. Not at this level yet. Um, but that has happened to me before in uh high school and junior college. You know, thinking that you have more time than you do, as soon as you catch it, you get hit. And you know, sometimes it happens, but uh yeah. What's the key to catching a punt is it not to use your
4: pads is it to just adjust accordingly to whatever the ball is doing sometimes you do use your pads
8: um yeah well the first thing you want to do is you want to get square with the ball if it's behind you you want to make sure you turn around and run and you want to get square with the ball you don't want to catch it outside of your face over here or out here the best thing is to keep your your hands up like i would say about eye level keep your elbows in because if your elbows are here like that you a lot of the times the ball just goes right through you're catching in the basket yeah so you're not catching it with your hands at all like a receiver no definitely not we actually get yelled at if we catch it like that doesn't that hurt your
0: stomach though
4: a little bit oh it hits your stomach eddie look at him and look at you (laughs) (laughs) look
8: at look at whose stomach it is uh, that's why i'm asking i'm asking for myself yeah no, I uh, sometimes it would hit maybe <laughs> your chest, but not nah, not really your stomach. Yeah. Maybe your chest sometimes, yeah. But you want to try to catch it like in the in the basket, like he said, right, right, right there. When you're playing wide receiver though, and there's a let's say it's a it's a go route and it's mm-hmm. a
4: ball that's up do you sometimes have to remember, I'm not catching a punt. I now have to catch it slightly different.
8: <laughs> uh, I never really get confused like that, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I can see the confusion sometimes that people may have. They're always getting told to catch like this. Uh, but, yeah, that never really happens to me, no. <laughs> What's the difference in a kick return and a punt return? Um, they're very similar, actually. Um, but the kicks are different. Usually a punt is, like, spiral; the, the ball will be spiraling like a like a throw. And a kickoff will usually be spinning like back and forth like that. So I would say kickoffs are definitely easier to catch, um, but you catch it the same way as you would a a punt. Does
4: the guys coming down? I feel like the guys coming down on kickoff coverage team have more room to run before the hitting starts, where. On the punt team, maybe you got gunners. You got people blocking at the line. Yeah. So it's kind of a mixed bag of who gets their when. Mm-hmm. You know, every freaking buddy's coming down on the kick. Do
8: they yeah. hit harder on kickoff? Yes, definitely. They definitely hit harder on kickoff. Um, I would say usually it's bigger guys too on kickoff than on punt. Um, so, but yeah, like you said, they have they they get a ten yard head start and are usually yeah ten yard head start and they're coming down the field flying usually. But um, our coach has a good blocking scheme you know, uh, set up for us so that I can have time to catch it and, you know, get some positive yards. All right, final three questions. I want to move over to the receiving part
4: of it for a second. When you catch a touchdown pass, mm-hmm. that's awesome, right? Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Right? <laughs> Definitely. It's just like if I caught one, I would just immediately start twerking or something at a flag. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even mean to do it. I would, it would just take take over yeah. my body. Mm-hmm. Like how cool is it to catch a touchdown pass?
8: It's, it's insane, especially when it's uh, – like, in an important game and in the midst of an important game, uh, catching the touchdown pass like that, its its a—it's an amazing feeling, man. I amazing. Wish I, I wish I could do that. Yeah, Especially when it's a play that you guys been practicing, you know, all week. Do you ever hope, like, plays – because you don't ever know if it's
4: coming to you. And yeah. you may be the first option. Yeah. But are you just like, come on, I just want to be the option. I just yeah. want to be the option. Wait, when
8: they call plays, they don't say, like, all right, it's coming to you? No. Oh, I didn't know <laughs> that. I didn't know that. <laughs> like in uh, – you know, youth football, that would happen. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Like the and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to you, Jefferson. Yeah. I do that. Okay, No, okay. definitely not. The quarterbacks can't, you know, predetermine who they're going to throw the ball to. It's based off. You know, the looks of the defense and, uh, you know, the pressure that they're getting and who's open. So when you're running a route, oftentimes, you know, you don't even know if you're going to get the ball. But, you know, you run as if you are and wants to get the ball every time. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, so the, the other day you had a hell of a run, man. Like you were like right there. <laughs> I got you at the two yard line. Oh, man. Like what what happened? I, I don't know, man. A couple of teammates say I'm slow, man. <laughs> uh, I don't know what yeah. you know. You were gonna get got, or is it a surprise? Um, I, I mean, I knew they were definitely coming. They were chasing me. You, I do did hear that. Um, no, I didn't hear it. You just, I actually like saw on the jumbotron. I was Running, and I seen that he was coming behind me. But I also seen that I had a few blockers next to me. I thought they were one of them was gonna stop him. Uh, i always tease him about that but um so when i seen him i actually started running in kind of like the opposite direction and it almost worked he started like to st- stumble a little bit but he dove out and and got lucky yeah you got lucky i couldn't do. stay on my feet man i was two two yards away man. <laughs> what are you thinking oh, when you get up from that are you and, just like yeah! and it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm feeling like man, that would have been the coolest <laughs> thing ever. And now, I mean, it was still kind of cool, but that would have been, you know, an amazing experience to score that because um, I think it's been 12 years. I heard some people say 20. I think Mark told me 12. It's been 12 years since a kick return has been scored uh, for you and LV. So it would have been amazing to, you know, break that record. But man. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for reminding us. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. He know. Know. Finally, we're moving on to the next <laughs> yeah. chapter of this. Just
3: yeah. up, <laughs> about <it>.
8: Okay. So,
4: <laughs> final question: Making the jump from junior college to here we are, UNLV, Division mm-hmm. One, G5 school. You're playing big school. You're playing Michigan. You're playing Vanderbilt. What's the difference in speed, and how quickly were you able to um, just feel like it's okay? This is every day now.
8: Yeah. Um I would say the I got adjusted to the speed pretty well um, at this level. I feel like the speed is a little different, I feel like, but it also isn't at the same time. I think football is football everywhere you go, maybe, you know, at any level. I think the NFL is obviously on another level, but, um, you know, I could definitely feel like it's, it's still the same. Like, it's football is football. and uh, But I would say the things that people are a lot bigger at this level like you said, faster too. um, uh, the, yeah, they do. But, um, the bigger, the biggest thing is people are a lot smarter at this level. I feel like, you know, um, and reading coverages and defenses was something that I didn't have to do in high school or in junior college as much. So just getting used to that at this level is a, a big thing because, um, it's not just your athletic athletic ability on the field because everyone here is an athlete at this level everyone's fast everyone's not everyone's big but uh you know everyone is smart and the people who are smarter those are the ones who usually excel at the top level because it's all about you know reading defenses and you know seeing the different coverages or vice versa reading offenses and seeing you know the different looks and executing it Final, final question. I lied.
4: One more, one more. Because you leading the nation right now in these categories: it's power returns, kick returns. Mm-hmm. Like I would just want to go. If it was close, I'm just like I'm just gonna go because I need. Yeah. I want to get. to stay up at the top. <laughs> like I want to get on the board back there, right? Yeah. And so same thing. I would be like, all right, I gotta, I gotta keep leading the nation. Mm-hmm. So I'm
8: gonna, I'm gonna get. How do you not think about that? Um, I, I to not really think about it as much. I really didn't even know that I was, you know, in that statistic category until. You know, UNLV posted it and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I I tend not to think about that. I tend to just listen to my coaches and, you know, focus on, you know, just getting yards for my team or just making the play for my team and not really focus on individual things like that. It is a cool, you know, accolade to have, but it could be gone next week. You know what I mean? Um, Not if you run every time. That's what I would do. (laughs) It would never be gone. All right. Here we go. You know. Well, we try to uh, implement a plan each week for, you know, to get big returns and stuff like that. And I think Coach Chivas is – I honestly think he's the best uh, special teams coach in the nation. So, you know, we have a very good coach that just um, – and I, and I just trust in him and his plan. And I feel like they, you know, vice versa, they trust in me and give me the keys to drive it. So yeah, I appreciate that. Congrats mm-hmm. on a good yeah, – night to you guys. So Thank you guys for this interview. So yeah, well. I'm, on, I'm about to catch some punts like this.
4: <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs>
8: You guys kept talking
4: about the puns, and I kept looking up like, what are they looking at? Like? we were actually, we were yeah. living, it. Yeah, we <laughs> feeling it. Good to see you. Thank you very much. That was Thank awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.
7: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events.
4: We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. Boom! DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Let's go! Let's. I'm gonna let you know. I have. I, I, I'm gonna tell you what I did. La, mon, the Monday night game, which we haven't counted in my my audit yet, because mm-hmm. we do that. When we come into the show on Monday? Monday. Um, I missed a lot, a lot. And then I made one stupid bet that was like one of those where I put like six things in an end game and hit it. And it was just, it was just stupid. Saved you? Yeah. I actually made money the mm-hmm. night. It was like Ray talking about fantasy and how Denver scored seven, had 70 points scored against them, and their defense still scored 14. It was one of those kind of <laughs> nights for me, except I got to be Denver. But uh, we'll talk about that. But now, just go to DraftKings. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. Download the app now. Sign in with the code BOBBYSPORTS. New customers can bet just $5 and you get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL with the code BOBBYSPORTS. The crown is yours. 21 and up most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Gambling problem. 100-GAMBLER. New York, call 877 8 hope and Wire. text hope and 467 369 See show notes for full details. Question. Hold. Okay. First this. All right player and music eddie you have a question why don't you do that <laughs> disclaimer
0: like recorded i mean you nail it live it's awesome but why don't you just record that once so you don't have to do it all the time i don't know <laughs> like, it's amazing it. it's amazing how you do it oh thanks like i've tried that i did that for a commercial a while back and i'm like nah, just save it for the yeah I, do, I did it like one sentence at a time and then i would yeah. all right stop cut edit this part nice work oh thanks man i appreciate that <laughs> also you. too i had another comment yeah These gloves. So we've gotten to go to these colleges, right? Gotten some cool receiving gloves. Everyone wears gloves out there, right? Like linemen. Mm, Everyone. Not everybody, but different
4: kinds of gloves too. Different Uh, uh, textures on them.
0: Man, when you put these gloves on, Ray, it changes your whole idea on Odell Beckham and the one-handed (laughs) catch.
2: They're a little sticky. Uh, Yeah,
0: I'm telling you. I go home and I say, "Boys, you're an idiot." I throw
4: my boys a football. I say, "Hey, you think you can catch like Odell Beckham with because you have a glove? You're an idiot."
0: Bro, hey, what, I, I, lo- what, I love you though, but you're an idiot. Get that football and throw it to me. I'll was, catch you. No, with one, I'll hand. Break no, a light. we'll <laughs> do this next
5: next next visit. We do. We gotta test it's this. It's still because
4: again, you're all talking about velocity from an NFL quarterback. You're talking about guys in front of you trying to bo- smoking
0: mirrors, man. Okay, I'm okay. telling you, my boys threw me ten balls, all of them. are caught one hand, nine year
4: old <laughs> <laughs> Uh, guarantees for the week. Uh, Kevin, read us ours real quick. Okay,
5: we had Reed, who's not here. He had Colts minus two. Okay, Eddie. Cowboys minus seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck, dude. Go. I had Georgia minus 14 and a half, and you have Arkansas plus six and a half. Okay.
4: Ray Mundo, give us a guarantee. Yeah, uh, college football, Kansas, plus 16 and a half, Texas. I like that one. Okay, that's Ray Mundo's. He doesn't owe us any money if he misses, though. What? Right, right, right. But you guys go listen to Sore Losers. It's our sister. Po- we'll call him sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
5: our <dang. laughs> They're the,
4: they're the, the sister. Yeah. It's our sis- We're the older brother. It's our sister podcast. Um, same network. Uh, We all work together. If you're listening to this you don't listen to the Bobby Bone Show, we all work together. But check out the Sore Losers, Raymundo and Lunchbox. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mike, am I forgetting anything? We got everything. I also want to say shout-out to Kansas State. More talk about that next week. It was the greatest experience. So cool. Kansas State, I'm a big fan. Awesome. Rooting for Kansas State football like crazy now. That's right. And uh, Eddie, blow us, and we'll get out of here. You got it. Here we go. All right. We'll see you guys next week.